what he actually said was, Platform 9, you're in time for the 320. It's a fast train to Lewis where it separates. Front carriages to Brighton, rear carriages to Hastings. You want to sit in the back. Yes, I know, said Florence, but thank you. Six shillings then. She already had a bag on the ledge before her. The correct change was swiftly fetched from her purse. Deft, even in gloved fingers, Florence handed the money over and received in turn the small, stiff rectangles. Carefully, the return portion was secreted in the bag. The outward-bound ticket she kept in her hand, the clasp snapped shut. Back out on the concourse, Florence looked up at the station clock. It was not yet on the hour, but she knew the porter would be shivering on the platform with her bags, so she decided against a quick dash to the station's cosy tea room for a cup of tea. The way before her felt vast and empty, more like an airplane hangar than a train station. The bleak chill of January had long killed the jollity of Christmas, let alone the novelty of a new decade. They'd look forward to a post-war life for so long, only to find that nothing could be returned to the way it was before. Too much had changed. Too much grieving had been done. At least the journey ahead was not a long one, and Rosa would be ready with a hearty supper when she arrived. Generous slabs of bread and thickly spread butter, carved slices of honey-sweetened ham and a glass of ale probably followed by a wedge of unsold cake from the tea shop, warmed with a dollop of homemade custard. After a week or two at Rosa's, Florence's corset always had to be loosened by an inch. Strangely, recalling this feast, a memory that could be trusted after many visits to her friend, did not stir Florence's appetite. Hot, sweet tea was all that she wanted right now, but no matter. She had had worse deprivations. She continued her walk towards the train. Number nine was a sort of half-platform running along the far right side of the station so that one had to walk through platform eight to get to it. As she moved along, stately but sure, like the Lusitania departing from Liverpool, she thought she recognised a figure out of the corner of her eye. It gave Florence a start. Did he know she would be at Victoria? The man was slight, angular, and frayed at the edges, a wooden life raft to her ocean liner. His back was half turned away, and his hat was pulled down low so that she couldn't be sure if he had seen her. Florence picked up the pace, her heart quickening. She spotted her porter up ahead, waiting patiently by her bags, and she calmed herself. She had only to get on the train. In less than twenty minutes... She'd be on her way. Florence caught the porter's eye and held it as she approached him, unnerving him rather. It made her feel safer to look at him, even though he was nothing but a stripling. He scratched at his chin and nervously pulled at his cap. Something tugged in Florence's mind at seeing his edginess. She was about to dismiss it when someone came into view on the porter's right. Mabel. The boy made guttural noises. Mom, sorry, Mom, Miss Lady wanted to take your luggage, but I wasn't sure. He trailed off. Mabel moved forwards. Florence, dear, he wouldn't take my tip. Florence did not reply, but spoke directly to the porter. That's quite all right. You can go now. Thank you. 
She gave him a shilling with finality, and he walked off, relief on his face. She turned to Mabel. What are you doing here? That's no way to greet your old friend, is it? said Mabel, smiling. I just thought I'd help you. I know how particular you are about where to sit, and you have so much luggage. You couldn't manage alone. I had a porter, as you can see. I can manage perfectly well. I know, but there's no harm in accepting my help. Now stay there, I'll check the compartments. As they'd been standing there, the train had pulled in. With the porter dismissed, Florence stayed by her bags while Mabel opened the first of the third-class carriage doors and then the other. She soon returned. You'll have to go in here. There's no one else, so you can sit where you like. There's a lady in the other one, and she's sitting facing the engine. She won't move. Florence was silent.